Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about geeking out on stars while you're camping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So immersing yourself in the wonders of nature, uh, looking at the night sky, especially when you're away from our light pollution here in the city, makes such a such a difference as far as what you can see how many stars you can see Um, it's just so much more awe-inspiring than it is when you're sitting here in toronto we don't have so much we have tons of light pollution although that said we do we do get a bit of stargazing going on sometimes yeah so we'll talk a little bit about stargazing apps stargazing photography and highlight some of the best places in ontario when you're camping to observe the stars and constellations Uh, so first choose the right time and location plan your camping trip when there's a new moon is sometimes a good time if you're looking for the moon uh, when it's in the crescent phase to minimize light pollution from the moon and then maximize your stargazing visibility uh, check out campsites away from major cities and urban areas so that you don't get so much light pollution from them uh, okay so research your astronomical events there are all kinds of resources to to check to see what's coming up like meteor showers eclipses pretty cool when you see like four planets in the sky which look like stars but they aren't we i often used to more so when the kids were kids uh, we would go up and we would catch a part of a meteor shower or watch the iss the uh, international space station because it's it's all silver so it reflects light it's it's a pretty that's i'm still blown away like decades later (laughs) when our kids were younger it was around the time that canadian chris hadfield was aboard the iss and and we just loved being able to kind of see him go red go up and watch it and it lasts anywhere from depending on the the passes aren't always the the same it could be just above the horizon it would last for you know two two and a half minutes but it could be directly overhead and would be coming up on say eight minutes when it goes over it's so cool it's like oh there's a star oh no that's the international space station and what hi (laughs) and a canadian guy's running it (laughs) Well, and, and Tim actually gets notifications from NASA uh, about when the ISS is passing when, over, what time, and how long it's going to be. Yep, yep. And I, I also uh, signed up to skyandtelescope.org. Uh, they send me a weekly that tells me about things like meteor showers or eclipses or planetary alignments. Which is cool. So get familiar with the night sky before you go. You can do some sky stargazing from home. Uh, spend some time learning about constellations and stars and other, like even sometimes we can see Mars, I think, depending on I, I've seen Jupiter. Mars. I think I've seen Mars, Mercury, Jupiter. I'm, I'm almost positive Neptune at some point. Maybe more. I remember there was a four planet, like line of them that was really cool one time. You can use mobile apps like Skyview, Starwalk, or Stellarium to help assist trying to identify what it is you're looking for. And just by pointing your phone, like so you install the app on your phone and then you point your phone up to the sky and it will help you figure out what you're looking at. Yeah, and I use uh, uh, Sky Safari. It, it, they're all very similar things. Uh, I, for me, it's about free. Proper equipment. So... A lot, a surprising amount of it can be seen by the naked eye, but it's also pretty cool. Uh, even just, I mean, we, we have a, a, a telescope, not easy to lug into the back country, uh, but, but, but it is pretty easy to lug into the front country if you've got enough space. And it's, and it's amazing. Like you, <laughs> you look at the moon, it's just mind boggling. Like you, you're, you can see, you, I, we've all seen the pictures of it. 
you can actually see that with your own deal. Uh, I, I almost always take binoculars because it, it, it's, you know, it's how many ever times magnification. And that's usually enough. Like you, the space station, you can see the arms and stuff on the space station. Like you can, the individual bits, it, it the solar panels. It, it's, it doesn't take a lot to, it doesn't take a lot to blow my mind, but it doesn't take a lot to, to, to make something like that be just, just amazing. And you can hand it around to everybody. The nice thing about binoculars is because they're not crazy uh, magnification it's not you know if you breathe you've blipped off of it and you'll never find it again through the viewfinder it's so there Which you go can happen with telescopes but they provide <laughs> a bit more of a detailed view of planets and even other galaxies Very imagine much. That, look at other galaxies well i don't know that i suppose ours is okay and might see but you know not it's not the james webb <laughs> it's not the Hubble telescope the, the, exactly, there you go yeah. and then uh, capturing the night sky so if you're if you're interested in photography and you want to take some pictures of what you're seeing so you bring your camera with some manual settings and a tripod unless you're able to stand perfectly still for a very long period of time because i think otherwise you have to be just motionless yeah you can't do it, no. tri- tripod <laughs> yeah. it is and then uh, experiment with using long exposures just because that's what will allow you to get those. Tim's done lots of like sunrise, sunsets kind of photography. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of night sky stuff. I, I don't really have the patience for it. But I do have, I did buy for an ancient camera. It's, a, it's an old Canon man, a G3 or something like that. Uh, I bought a, uh, a controller that I could set to do that, that long exposure time lapse sort of deal. Um, and I think I got one decent capture, like the Milky Way or something like that. Although, although all blurred out around the edges because I did it here on top of our roof. Um, but yeah, it, it's not, it's not rocket science. You just, you just have to have patience and and take some gear with you. Well, and if you're out at night, obviously for star stargazing, uh, it can get cooler at night. So like it might be that it's nice, a nice balmy twenty one during the day, but then it drops down to twelve degrees at night. And then, <laughs> and then you might be a little more chilly. So you might need some extra layers. You might need some gloves or hats or blankets to help keep warm while you're laying there stargazing. Or, uh, as I have have actually done, uh, if you're going to go up and, and watch um, a meteor shower and fall asleep in, during, uh, because it's three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> take a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, and maybe your your thermo rest or whatever your right. Um, yep. Sleeping pad. Yep. Uh, try to try to find places that have well I, actually you know what we'll get to that in a second minimize light pollution so so if you're sitting around the campfire you're kind of boned you'll you'll see some stuff you won't see I don't know a tenth of what's actually up there because your night vision will be will be ruined by staring at the campfire using things like red lights uh, flashlights and I want to say the Lucy lights. I know they have red, but I can't remember if it's a blinking red. But red lights don't wreck your your night vision, or they're much less. It's the same as they do uh, when they're in military vehicles and they're they're going to go out on a night thing. Everything's red. It doesn't ruin your night vision. It doesn't. Uh, you can see a lot more. Your 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 pupils will be more dilated. I think is the right term. And you can just wrap wrap a piece of red cellophane over your regular flashlight, so you don't have to go buy special red. That's that's true, but but I think a lot of them have that option now because it's LEDs, so it's just about changing the frequency in the LED, which is fairly easy stuff to do these days. Well, and learned constellations. I mean, that's um, 
it's fun sometimes just you wander out even here in Toronto at night we can still see some of the constellations Orion is my very favorite one just because I find it so easy to spot because of the three kind of distinctly placed stars across Orion's belt so you can just look up okay there's those three stars on the line that's Orion's belt big dipper little dipper uh, and so understanding the difference of them helps you just to get your bearings around the night sky too so if you you spot orion okay i know from there i can see this from there and i'll be able to see that so anyway uh you can kind of use a constellation to help get your bearings around other ones yeah uh, well and and again back to the app you know if you point the uh, your phone at the sky it can you can look at it it will usually depending on there's different modes but you can you can have it map out um the constellation that you're looking at and and then you can you know peek over the top of your phone and see the constellation right there it's pretty i, I quite enjoy doing that look for expertise you know there's there's often oh, some kind of astronomical group or a club that that is you know they tend to be local as opposed to 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 big ones which is great because then you know you can get a dozen people together to to do some stargazing go out into the the local park or our, our next place best campgrounds in Ontario for stargazing. So there are some places that are designated as dark sky preserves, which seems, you know, know, animal preserves, but it's like we actually have to preserve our dark sky because we pollute it so badly with the light pollution. But there's a few great places in Ontario that that do have dark sky preserves. Uh, There's a few places in Ontario that do have dark sky preserves. One of them is Killarney Provincial Park, which was where we've been. Yep. Uh, Quetico and Lake Superior Provincial Park, Manitoulin Eco Park, and Bruce Peninsula National Park, and Fathom 5 National Marine Park. That's our, so that's the dark sky preserves that we have. Uh, and there's, I mean, I would say probably something in the realm of 90-ish percent, 85% of the uh, provincial parks here in Ontario. And probably, you know, for those of you south of the border, would imagine most of your state parks are are also you know well away from from the light pollutions from the big cities and stuff like that like so so here you know if you've gone to algonquin especially if you're not right on highway 60 which is the main corridor through algonquin park it's it, it's very close to a dark sky preserve pinery is also great for it's a grand bend is the, the closest town yes. it's a tiny little place so there's not a lot of light pollution there and Point Farms Provincial Park apparently is quite good too, although I haven't been, but I've heard good things about it. Well, and we've found even like Presqu'ile places like that, which are just obviously not Toronto, uh, have been good too for just being able to tilt your head up and see a lot more stars than we see here. Yep. Uh, so we get the amazing opportunity here in Ontario at our provincial parks to escape from the city lights, um, see some really beautiful night sky. The following these tips may help you spot some stars and constellations and planets of your own so take your camping gear explore the wilderness and let the uh, let the let the space unveil unveil itself to you that's it for us for today thank you so much for listening please do reach out to us we're on all the social media including twitter facebook instagram we would love more subscribers on a youtube channel and you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to your podcasts please do email us at hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.